Today's episode of The Landing is brought to you by friends of the podcast, Axis Forestry. Axis Forestry manufactures the all-new Rebel processor heads and the Cypress Robotics controllers. They also manufacture parts for multiple brands of processing heads, so check them out before your machine goes down. The guys at Axis are a great bunch of folks who stand by their products and are committed to getting you up and running, making money, and doing it quickly. If you haven't checked out the Cypress controller yet, head on over to Axis Forestry website. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. The Cypress controller can be retrofitted to any brand of head, and it's a game changer for any logging operation. It's rugged, reliable, simple to use, simple to install, and competitively priced. For a limited time, exclusive for the landing listeners, mention this podcast when ordering a new Cypress system and get a $500 parts credit. that goes into the brush with foresters, contract loggers, and operators of the Pacific Northwest timber industry. Welcome back to the landing, everyone. I'm your host, Jason Davenport, and today we have Cole Bergson. Did I get it right? Bergson. Berg. God dang it, dude. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. That's I just right. asked you to before I rolled the intro. <laughs> That's all right. So you are a road builder from the coast side. Yes, sir. Uh, based out of Seaside, Oregon. Gotcha. How long have you been doing this stuff? Man, uh, I've been doing it quite a long time. Uh, I was one of those kids that kind of uh, chummed around with the old man whenever <laughs> I could from the age I was, you know, able to root around to uh, worked summers all through high school. And um, yeah, I've been around it a long time. Uh, run excavator mostly that's what i really like to do and uh always begged them every chance i every chance i got on the weekends you know growing up hey can i go out and run an excavator for a little bit he'd be like you're gonna fuck up all our jobs <laughs> no he was pretty cool man he let me uh he let me uh he let me do a lot i uh i got to watch a lot of really cool people too a lot of real good talented guys which uh helps a lot you know you learn a lot by watching and uh um and uh yeah um did it all through high school in the summers and stuff like that and then um my parents kind of pushed me to go you know they wanted me to go to college they wanted me to kind of just you know try it out yeah and um so I ended up taking a, I uh, actually applied for a internship to be a firefighter okay. through Seaside Fire. And uh, that was a really cool experience. Um, tried it out. I went to school for a year, got my EMT, kind of did that whole thing. And uh, it just got to the point where like on my time off, I was just really itching to get into the woods. Yeah. Like my, I was, I was treating the, the, the fire stuff was more like my time off. And then when I, when I would uh, be off shift, I would just go work in the woods. And right. finally I just, uh, I just, uh, I wrote a, I wrote a letter basically saying that like I wanted to resign. They made it like a thing where, you know, if you wanted to quit, you had to do it the right way. Yeah. And it, it was tough, dude. I really liked a lot of those guys. I'm still friends with a lot of them to this day. And it was a really cool experience. I was there for like a year and a half and I lived in house at the fire at the firehouse. And, um, which a, cool. a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, I, I did that for quite some time and ran a lot of calls and, um, did a lot of medical stuff. The medical stuff was, was really cool to me. I, I kind of leaned more toward that for some yeah. reason. I didn't think I would, but I did. 
Um, but yeah, it just finally got to the point where I just, I liked it, but I couldn't see myself doing it. Right. So at that point, I, uh, I kind of just stopped going to my classes and my dad obviously knew because I was out in the woods, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't tell my mom. Uh-oh. I just stopped going to school and, uh, and I rented a room, uh, with my buddy and stopped living at the firehouse. And, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily keeping it for trying to keep it from her. I kind of was just doing, doing my thing. And, uh, man, when she found out she was not happy, oh, I uh, she was like, she's like, you've been, you haven't gone to school in this many, this many months. And I was like, no, I've been working for dad. <laughs> yeah. It turns out. So we got some jobs done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got a lot done. And, um, that was like the years that I really, uh, you know, really started to take things seriously and be like, well, if, if I'm going to quit school to do this, I'm going to do this. Right. I need to go in all in, all in. Yeah. 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 No, no, just being a dumb kid anymore. I gotta, I gotta just dial this in and take this seriously so I can, you know, someday I can run this stuff. So, yeah. So is that your plan is to kind of like work in the business until your dad decides like, Hey, I want to retire. Or do you like, is he like my dad where he might not ever actually fully retire? I think that your dad and my dad would be real good buddies. <laughs> um, that's kind of that's kind of how he is. I don't think he would. I don't even ever see him retiring. But uh, dude, he's the hardest worker ever. Get get my all my work ethic from him. He uh, he started in I forget the year. It was the year. Oh shoot! I think I was three or four years old when he got started. Um, and I'm 26, so whatever the math is on that, I ain't, I ain't really worth a shit with math, but yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he started with just him and I think, uh, one other guy to start with who, uh, kind of helped, uh, he was kind of one of my dad's best buddies and I kind of grew up with him. He was like second dad to me almost. And he, uh, he's a contract blogger as well, but, um, they started together and then, uh, it was kind of like a three man crew for a lot of years. And then it kind of just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And, um, I think now we got 12 guys and um yeah pretty you, know, you guys are way bigger than i thought yeah pretty that's cool pretty good size little operation going on down there but um yeah have you mostly been like <clears throat> just do excuse me <clears throat> have you mostly been involved with like doing the work in the field or have you been involved with some of the back of the house stuff too with the business? So that's what I'm trying to get into right okay. now. Um, I've basically devoted like all my time just to learning the things in the field. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, sorry. Oh, it's all good. What's his name? His name is Sire. My dog is, uh, in the office, in the studio here. And <laughs> little low rider. He's just like rummaging around <laughs> and uh, making a bunch of noise. He's having a good time. It's though. hot as hell outside, so we put him in here with the uh, AC. The but, refrigeration unit. Yeah. Um, no, so I like dedicated all my time to just really learning the craft of, you know, cutting roads in and putting culverts in and, and uh, doing that stuff. And now I'm kind of, you know, I'm still really focused on doing that stuff and getting better at that stuff, but I'm also kind of like, learning how to bid jobs and yeah. knowing what knowing what all of our pieces of equipment are making and what they should be making and what our rates are and and you know how they span out through you know different timber companies and stuff like that and just trying to learn some of that so i've been on a couple of bids like going to bid jobs with uh with other companies and stuff and just trying to get a little just trying to wrap my head around that a little bit because i mean even bidding for it's a lot, any huh? business owner it can be a lot yeah. and uh there's so much especially like 
I mean, I'm sure it's the same if, if not worse in town, but in the woods, like there's a lot of unpredictable stuff that you don't necessarily see at the surface level. Right. So it can be, um, it can be a little bit tough, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to dial in on right now. I'm just trying to do a little bit more of the managing. Like I kind of run my own side, so, um, I'll have, you know, whatever guys it ends up being, you know, I'll kind of run my own thing and my dad will go run his own thing. So we try to run, like we run two, for the most part, we run two road building sides and then one rocking side. Okay. And sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, you know, right. if, we're, if we're on something huge Depending on workload. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll pal up and do something real big or we'll spread out if we just got a bunch of small jobs going on and stuff. I mean, we could, we could be working in five different areas and four different counties, you know right. what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So mostly you're just working for timber companies. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Mostly working for timber companies. We've, uh, we've done some smaller private stuff. Um, we work for, uh, work for a company for a year or two, uh, off and on doing some, um, doing some stream enhancement projects oh, cool. and bridges. And, um, and, uh, we did this big squash pipe that was in a tide, uh, in a tide area, oh, which was crazy. What we'd never done that before. It was just right on the edge of the Columbia river. And, um, that was actually a federal job that we got contracted to do through this private timber company. They buy people's timber and sell it, right. like private timber sales okay. stuff. And, um, so we, we do work like that too. Um, nothing too private yet. Um, like I was telling you, I just, um, brought that mini excavator trailer, uh, over here to your house cause we just bought it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just got a mini excavator. So, um, I kind of want to get into doing maybe some of that stuff, like some private right. stuff for folks, you know, doing, you know, I mean, I don't have any skill doing that as of, as of now, you know, it'd be driveways and land clearing yeah. type stuff. But I mean, I think if I got, if I got the word out, you know, we could kind of expand and do some of that stuff too. I think so too. But yeah, mostly just timber companies. We work, uh, our, our biggest, our biggest, uh, uh, contractors, probably just warehouser. And we, uh, we got on with Stimson a few years back and really haven't looked back. We do a lot of work for them. That's I do cool. a lot of the Stimson work. Okay. Um, uh, and then we work for Hancock as well. And, uh, just some, you know, other yeah. kind of smaller timber Bunch companies of landowners and stuff. Up there. But, yeah. I mean, I would say 70, 80% warehouser. Gotcha. So was it a weird transition to going from, I'm trying to learn everything I can, uh, you know, on how to run the equipment, how to figure out how to put this culvert in the right spot to now I have to figure out how to run the side, right? Like, was that a big did it come pretty easy or was it kind of like a big learning curve trying to figure out how to manage people? Cause I imagine, you know, some of those jobs are going to be running three or four different guys with you and different equipment, you know, haul trucks, maybe going a mile or two. Like it's kind of a lot to manage, isn't it? Yeah, dude, for real. It's uh, it's, it's really tough and it's definitely not easy. Um, it's easy in the sense that I know what needs to be done. Right. Um, it's the matter of transferring that to the guys. Right. And um, you get in this weird thing too. Like, like I, I get in this thing where like, I almost just want to do everything myself, yeah. you know, because I just, I see just how easier. I want it. <laughs> yeah. And not that, not that I'm better than anyone by any means, right. but it's just like, I can see like what I want the project to look like in the end. And if it's not like what I see, I'm, I, I just like have a hard time balancing that out. Yeah. And then, you know, of course I, you know, I'll have my guys do it and they do a freaking awesome job. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this turned out sweet. Right. Like, so I think that's the hardest part for me is just like, uh, you know, letting, letting the cards fall how they are, you yeah. know? And, um, but the, the thing that's the hardest is, is not just like you're focused on the thing that you're doing, but then also 
you're thinking steps ahead for the other guys and you know telling them what they need to do or like at least just making sure they know like that you're on the same page yeah. you know i mean our our guys are awesome you know they do great work and i have faith in every single one of them but um yeah it's just one of those things where all that stuff needs to get communicated and I mean, I think communication is the hardest part of any business. Yeah. Everyone just being on the same page. So what have you done? Like, what steps do you take on a daily basis to make sure that everyone's on the same page? Because um, that's a tough one for a lot of people, dude. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Um, and me and my dad talk, I mean, constantly, um, you know, because he's kind of doing his stuff. But then he also kind of oversees what I'm doing and he yeah, wants to check course. in and stuff like that. And um, it's just a lot of like. I mean, it's so many phone calls. I mean, it's just phone call after phone call. Hey, don't forget this, do that. And, um, you know, don't come to this job unless you have this and right. doing all that stuff. And, uh, it, it just gets, it just gets crazy. The amount of, uh, the amount of communication and the amount of, you know, just, just pointing everyone where to go and making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's just, it's crazy. I, I have such respect for my dad and all these other guys that run big crews. Right. I don't, I don't, it's hard to grasp how they do it and how they stay sane in their head. Yeah. That's what I don't, I don't understand that part. Cause like my business is just me and I deal with either my customer or I'm also maybe going to deal with the site superintendent or whoever's running the log inside you know, maybe the business owner that bought the piece of equipment and then the manufacturer wants photos or something. So it's fairly simple with yeah. what I have to do. Like, Hey, is this machine going to be running this day? And you know, is it going to be in a good spot? Right? Like it's pretty simple. It's not like I have eight guys that need to do their job efficiently all day. So all the rest of that crew can all work all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No. Um, I do a lot of that stuff myself too. Like I do, I, I do, uh, there's a, there's jobs here and there where I got big crews, but for the most part, it's, it's me and maybe one, maybe two other guys, gotcha. depending if I got trucks rolling, if I right. got trucks rolling, you know, that just throws everything off. You know, you're, you're having to deal with, you know, whether we got haul trucks on the job or we, we have, um, four dump truck, uh, highway dump trucks too, that we have hauling constantly. And, you know, if we got to deal with them, it just adds more to it. But typically just like a road building side, we run, we run, you know, a road building excavator and a cat. Okay. And so, uh, and a lot of those times I will just, I'll run the road builder and then I'll hop in the cat and plow the grade in. Okay. So when it's like that, it's, I mean, it's easy, dude. I can yeah. put my phone on airplane mode. I right. can, you know, if I'm not working in service, like I don't care, just dude. Focus on I'm the just, task at hand yeah, and go. that's it. And then, um, and then typically, you know, if I only got one other guy, like I got some, I got a couple of guys that work for us that if they're out on my job, you know, I'll have them run my excavator. And then there's other guys we'll all have them run the cat and I'll run the excavator. Okay. Just kind of just depending on experience and yeah. you know what they like doing and stuff. So, um, it's not, yeah, it's not like I'm, I'm not really, I don't really got a hold on every single guy. You know, I kind of just deal with my stuff um but yeah like i said when you throw trucks into it it's a whole nother thing because yeah. then you're dealing with truck drivers yeah. and you're you know what pit are, what pit are we getting this load out of and right. it's like the one that you're in right now yeah the same one we've been hauling out yeah. of all where day. where am i bringing this load the same place you brought the load yesterday right but like 10 feet further because we got it rocked a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly that's, that's how that goes funny are you guys pretty self-sufficient with uh trucks too yeah so um, that helps probably for the most part um uh, we, if we get tossed on a big job when the rock, that's the, that's the nice thing about, uh, road building in the woods for the most part, you're for the most part, I should, I should definitely say that, um, you're working with, you're working within a 
you know, a pretty close distance of a rock pit or yeah. some sort of rock source, whether it's a stockpile or right. whatever. It's not like you're usually a hundred miles away from rock. Yeah. So, I mean, we normally split the trucks up. Like if we got, if we just got a bunch of just like average size jobs, we'll run, if we can, we'll run two rocking sides and we'll split the trucks up. Okay. But, um, but no, I mean, lately, if we have anything that's, you know, sizable, we'll just slap all four trucks on it and just get it done. Knock it out. But, um, no, there has been times, there has been times where we definitely get help and, and then, you know, we donate our help too sometimes for other yeah. outfits too. But, um, yeah, this is a, this time of year is a weird time for the truck and stuff because, uh, um, you know, these timber companies see all this nice weather and they're like, Oh, we don't need to haul any rock. Look at that. Yeah. Everything's holding up just fine. Just cut the grade in dirt. It'll be fine. Yeah. Just hurry up and get it done and we'll move the log. The problem is, you know, their schedule is always so fouled up that, you know, you don't know when the loggers are going to get on it. Right. And you know, it's, it's a total, total possibility. They can show up and be like, this place is a mess. And it's like, yeah, it's cause it rained for a week straight and right. we didn't put any rock on anything. Yeah. And a lot of these dirt jobs that they have us do, they don't even want us to cut ditches in. We don't put culverts in. They just really? want like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And huh. get it done. We just got done with one that was like that. And you know, we, we cut good enough ditches in that the water, you know, the water isn't going to erode the, yeah. erode the grade, but um, no culverts or anything, you know, huh. there were some old ones in there, but you know, not that I, none that I would have any faith in, but gotcha. they, uh, they really bank on that a lot. So it, it's weird because in the summertime, you'll have like a month of, you know, real, real slow trucking just because we're not really rocking oh, anything. Right. But then, dude, the minute it rains, <laughs> they need rock. All trucks every, on deck. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then the haul truck's blowing the road out because, right. <laughs> because it's loaded with twice as much rock. It can be a, it can be a real <clears throat> crapshoot, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's summer though. I mean, I yeah. can't complain. Right. There's no rain coming down. Yeah, I would imagine. Dude, I'm always like, man, I wish it would rain. But then I think of like all these guys, like Jesse Bounce, he's got hay on the ground everywhere, you know? And then oh, like yeah. you guys, if it rains, you're pretty well fouled up for building road, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when it's, uh, you know, in the wintertime and spring, you know, the rainier parts of the year, which down my way, it's most of the year. But, you know, when it's rainy season, you can kind of work around it. What really sucks is when you have like when it's midsummer like this and you've got all this dirt opens up, opened up and then it just showers. Ooh. It just turns everything to I mean, everything's just a slip and slide. And it's yeah, like, it's dude, where do you even start? Oh, right. yeah, it's so bad. Huh. But we're pretty I mean, we work around the weather so much over there that we're pretty good at like that's another thing that um, I'm trying to get get a hold of now is planning these jobs out to where you know if you've got say you got you know you look out at the eight day forecast and you got nothing but sunshine you know that you should start on this job because it's going to take a while and once you start it you got to finish it you right. know what i mean um you know if the, if there's rain coming whereas like you know if you see some spotty rain you can go you know this job over here is, this is only eight stations and gotcha. four of its recon so you're already dealing with rock right so you get on that and then you know if you can get if say you got two days of good weather ahead of you, you're like, okay, we can, we can knock, knock out that out new construction stations, real quick. Right. And then we'll get it all, we'll get it all pushed to grade. We'll get it rolled and then we'll put a traction coat on it. So what we'll do a lot of the times, if we got spotty weather, we'll traction coat everything, which is just, you know, a, a layer of rock, uh, you know, enough to not make the road melt. Gotcha. And something that the dump trucks can get backed on later right. on. Okay. So uh, dude, it's such strategic planning in that way. Um, if you want to stay busy, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's, it's pretty easy to have rain, just wipe out a whole job. And then I you got, that. then you got guys like, we're well, we not going to work today or what? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta try to schedule that wet weather work. So, you know, you and your guys have something to do. 
That's wild. That's kind of what I want to get into with you. Cause I know <clears throat> like when you're logging on dirt and it rains, right? You can't haul. No, like you can, some guys will get in and push it, you know, ride a four wheeler in or something and mm-hmm. go log if they can, you know, if they're yard or logging or something, it yeah. doesn't really tear anything up. But like with the road building stuff, it's a whole nother animal. Like you're in the dirt all day. Like it's gotta be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, dirt, I mean, dirt logging's awesome when it works. Yeah. We just, uh, I mean, you guys probably have a lot better luck with it up here. It seems like you guys get a little less rain than we do. But um, for us, it's like, you know, July and August. If you, That's it, right? It, yeah, that's yeah. it. And I mean, even then, you can get it, you can get a good, good shower in for, you know, a couple of days out of, out of those months. And right. I mean, a, a good two days of rain's enough to screw up a lot of stuff. Wow. So what goes into this stuff, like... You know, you want to go get a job. I'm sure that like a timber company whoever sends out a bid packet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you know, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is what all goes into building these roads? Like how much planning and all that stuff on the, on the front end before you even move a machine out there? Like, um, you know, a lot of guys in town are run GPS and stuff on their excavators and all that. Like, is that something you guys are you doing too? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we live by Avenza pretty much. Okay. Um, all of our uh, all of our timber companies we work for use it, and uh, what they'll do is they'll just send us a map, and uh, whether or not it's cut before we get there, we go and look at it. Right. Um, there's a lot of jobs I go walk when they're not cut, and I see some centerline ribbons hanging. You know, they'll be strung yeah, through the timber. Right away. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of times, hopefully, they're cut. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and no, we just, uh, we, we roll through there on our, on our Avenza, find the job, get in there and, um, kind of just get in there before, before, uh, anything's planned and kind of just get a, get a little bit of a game plan. Um, you know, whether we need a big machine there or, you know, a lot of, a lot of these jobs, me and you were just talking about blade runners a lot. Um, we run three of those and, um, if it's not a big push, if it's not a big grade, we got to cut in. We'll just bring a blade runner over there because a blade runner can push the grade uh, yeah, and then huh. stay and rock it, right. which which works out nice for us. I mean, of that's course, sick. you you can rock with our cats too. It's just yeah. it's a little easier with the blade runner, and that's what a lot of our guys prefer, just because we ran them for so long. Really, and um, yeah. So if huh. if you're if you're not dealing with a big push or you know big draws that you got to fill, we'll just bring a blade runner there, and and you know we use our. Uh, we uh we don't use a clam bucket setup like a lot of these guys do to build road. Um, I just thumb and bucket everything, which okay. is uh, a little bit more difficult if you're having to log right away and stuff yeah. with just a thumb and bucket. Right. I mean, there's an, it's all got to be across mm-hmm, to you. Yeah. yeah, and uh and you know especially if you got tops pointed at you and stuff yeah. and everything's all crisscrossed, it can be a mess. But there is a method to it. You know, you try not to break as many trees. You you know you try to try not to break as many trees, and um. But, uh, no, we, uh, we'll run thumb and bucket that way when we are cutting the, cutting the grade in, if we just got a blade under there, we can, we can just use the big machine and we just knife all our slopes and we kind of just rough up a road for the blade under that way. It takes some of the load off of that thing. Okay. Cause, uh, I mean, as, as nifty as those things are, they, they just can't push dirt like, like a cat can't push like a D six would. No, I mean, not even close. I mean, they're, they're their travel motors just aren't meant for that. They don't right. go fast. They yeah, don't. It's an excavator still. It's an excavator yeah. at the end of the day. It's got a six way blade on it and it's rad and it, you can do a lot of stuff with it, but yeah, it's uh it's a good tool, but it's not a good tool for everything. I bet out in the woods though, you could probably slick a pretty nice finish on a road with one of those things. Oh dude, it's a unbelievable. Little thin finish pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, 
we have a we have a guy that works for us who uh, runs Blade Runner. Pretty much, that's all he runs, and probably pulls off some amazing stuff. Oh man, yeah. One of these times when we get you down there, we'll I'll have to drive you around some of his stuff. I mean, it yeah. looks like a state park. I mean, he does that's such so cool. a good job, and he takes his shit so seriously. And uh, I mean, yeah, he, the dump truck drivers don't like him sometimes because he yeah. builds such a clean road. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the dump truck drivers will get a steer tire in the ditch, and oh, he'll be right. like, "Dude, what the hell? Yeah, I had that ditch perfect. Right. And you just had to go screw it up. Now I got to go fix it." I mean, dude, you you go to his <clears> job. <throat> it's like it's one of those things where if you go into one of our jobs and he just got done rocking it and doing all the finish work, you know exactly who did it. That's cool. It's, How cool is that though, too? As like someone who's kind of you know not owning the business but in charge of a lot of stuff nowadays is that pretty neat like on your end to be like it's awesome i have these guys that take this much pride in what they do dude it's so it's so cool it, it is so cool when you can have like that kind of faith in a guy to go do that stuff like it, if if one of our if one of our bosses came up and said like hey cole we need we need a blade runner to come in here and do this and you know if it's time sensitive or if it's like an area that we you know really want to make nice whether it's like on a boundary property like a lot of the right. times we do jobs through easements of other people's property okay. and they tell us to you know move gingerly through there don't mess yeah you know i'll be like hey son bryce over there he he's gotcha. he he'll make it right yeah he'll, he'll make it look awesome I feel like that's another big thing too in the industry that a lot of people don't think about. Like <clears throat> there's a lot of property owners that have, you know, the timber company has an easement through their land. Right. And I always try like when I'm driving my pickup, uh, there's a couple of spots around here where like the first three or four miles of the main line has neighbors on it. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so like, I'll slow down in the summertime, dude, and try and not make any dust, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's going to take me 10 extra minutes, but it also doesn't get them people mad yeah. at everyone that's working up there. So I feel like that's kind of a big thing, too, that no one really talks about is <clears throat> the the interactions you have, like, with landowners or homeowners even, you know, on these interface projects. And it's kind of wild to think. I didn't even think about that. Like, missing the guy that's going to make this look as good as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a job just, just a few weeks ago. Um, that was like that. It was just off a of County road, mm -hmm. but it was, a, it was a gravel County road. But I mean, these right ways were into timber, you know, I mean, th three foot fur, I mean, oh, literally wow. right on the grass of the County road. And, uh, and you know beautiful houses going in there yeah. with like nice green pastures and you're like dude i don't i don't want to screw this up right. at all i mean <laughs> i i do definitely take the extra time to go slow you know especially you know everyone's got dogs and they got kids running around yeah. and it's like i don't want to be the guy that's right. like especially in the summertime the kids are out of school like yeah. running around yeah i mean i saw a lot of that just on this job in particular and i just you know you want to get in there as quiet as you can do your job get out of there and just dude go the extra mile and just make sure everything's nice and clean and slicked off and right and uh yeah my uh my rule of thumb is you know leave it in better shape than you found yeah it. that's smart yeah i kind of learned some of that stuff like <clears throat> with my dad's company when i was a kid we did a lot of like urban interface stuff and like he used to have an applicator's license so you're in there like spraying scotch broom and stuff and the neighbor is you know 300 feet away from you but you're in the log unit it's mm -hmm. just how the property lines worked out or whatever they're just watching you out there all day in gloves like spraying herbicide and stuff <laughs> like it's a weird line to walk sometimes with because they don't understand what you're doing or why they just think you're poisoning the earth and stuff oh, and it's yeah. like dude we're doing the best that we can you know and 
a lot of that stuff, a lot of the herbicides, you know, the gasoline's worse for you than some of that stuff. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they'll spill that on their yard and be like, oh, it's, it'll evaporate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll have that. I mean, we've, we've been, we've had jobs just like on neighboring property like that where, where you'll just have a guy just standing with his arms crossed, just, <laughs> just watching you work. You and it's day. like, dude, come on. Yeah. But then, it, but then uh, you have people like this one lady. I wish I could remember her name. She uh, lives in Timber, Oregon, a small town just outside of Vernonia. And uh, we did a job out just right off of her property. And um, and it wasn't, a, I mean, if you know anything about Timber, it is not a residential, residential area yeah, at all. It's I mean, very it is, rural. Yeah, they have a post office that's literally smaller than this studio. <laughs> right. And that's the only thing in the town. That's funny. And, um, and you go out to the, you know, back into this logging road, and here's this lady with beautiful beautiful house nice creek running along the bottom oh, yeah. of it and just butted up to just beautiful beautiful timber i mean huge for i mean as good as it gets and she's got little hiking trails and stuff oh, in yeah. there and you know just an older lady with her husband and, her, and their two dogs and um and uh, they have uh, they have like i didn't I didn't know what to expect because when I, when I rolled in there, I mean, everything was so tight. We had to unload everything on the county road oh, and right. walk, walk it in. in. And uh, everything was just so tight, so narrow. And um, they had like two gates just to get in there. It's okay. like one timber company gate and then a gate out front that a timber company has a lock on. But it's also right. her lock, too. And, you know, big white timber company gate that, yeah. you know, they probably paid to put in uh -huh. so people could stay out of there. And... um I wasn't sure what to expect when, you know, you're not sure what to expect when you see stuff like that. You're like, you, you know, you see the gates right next to this beautiful house and you're like, shit. Right. Know. This cause is going to go one of two ways. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's pretty quiet the first couple of days I'm in there stumping and, and, uh, cleaning this, this old road up and I don't, uh, I don't hear anything. Her dogs are barking, but I don't really, they're not bothering me any. So, but it's like the second day I'm in there, I, I come out and, um, their her dogs are going crazy and they sound big like you yeah. know the kind of dogs where you like run back to your pickup yeah yeah the ones that you shut the door on real quick yeah. and uh and uh out comes this just older than dirt golden retriever and uh and she walks right up to me and and uh you know on her back you know wanting belly rubs and stuff and i was like oh it's cute dog and then the neighbor lady comes out and she she goes sorry about my dog they're so noisy and i was like oh i've got a noisy dog right here i'll tell you all about it <laughs> right <laughs> and uh and um she she you know she i just kind of give her the rundown she asked what's going on back there and i'm like oh we're just opening up all those old roads back in there and they're gonna log that backside and and um She's like, do you know if they're going to log all these trees right by my house? I mean, all those beautiful, I mean, she's yeah. got hammocks built on them oh, and I like a oh, dude. And I don't know how much of it's hers or if any of it's hers, but it's just kind of one of those things. And, and, um, I go, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think any of these ones are getting logged. We didn't, we didn't build into anything over here. It's more of on the backside. Mm -hmm. She goes, she goes, oh, I got you. She's like, I, I really hate to see these trees go, but she goes, I understand it. I'm, I'm on your guys's team. I'm all about, I'm all about, you know, um, rehabilitation of the forest and, you know, and, you know, fire control and thinning, you know, she's like, I'm on your guys's team. She's That's just like, cool. when you live by a place, when you live in a place this beautiful for so long oh, and yeah. you see that these trees are going to go, it kind of makes you sad. And I was like, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, even, even me in the timber industry, like if that was my place and right. I got logged, that'd be but her, yeah, you know? for sure. Especially, you know, I'd be riding dirt bikes back there and oh. doing all sorts of stuff and hunting and yeah, because that else. was big enough. It's pretty clean underneath of it oh, too. Oh, dude, yeah. it was beautiful. I yeah. mean, one of the nicest stands I've been in in a long time. And uh, 
and um, I go, yeah, you know, it's just part of the game, I guess. And I, I go, we, I go, we are getting paid to come back in here to, uh, uh, to decommission the road though, to bring everything back to quote unquote natural. And, and uh, I go, I'll do my best to keep all your hiking trails open and I'll have <laughs> everything opened up for you and, right. you know, nice paths for you to walk on and stuff. I'm not going to block any of your stuff. Cool. And she goes, I really appreciate that. And then um, fast forward to a day or two later, we get the blade runner over there uh-huh. and my dad's walking the blade runner in and, and uh, the lady happens to be out in the yard and she goes, she goes, what, what would it take? What would it take for you to fill in those two little potholes right there, right across that, that bridge on my property? And, um, my dad goes, it's going to cost you a lot. Right. <laughs> and, uh, he goes, no, I'm just kidding. How about we fit into the bill? Right. And she's like, that would be so awesome. So my dad scratches in these two little potholes for her. And, and I mean, dude took 10 minutes. Right. If that it was nothing, just walk on the way in, you know? Yeah. Dude, I come back to the gate the next morning, whole batch of cookies on top of the gate. That's rad. Says, thank you from her name, her husband's name and her two dogs names. That's so cool. It was the coolest thing. And, uh, they were delicious. I might add. <laughs> and, uh, we went, I, I went back over there and, um, on my way out that day and just, I didn't know she was home. I pulled in and knocked on her door and she came out and we just, I mean, had like a hour long conversation just That's about cool. life and stuff. And, yeah. and, uh, dude, it's people like that, that are like, dude, I wish I could work people like around people like this all the oh, time. Absolutely. She was the, I mean, as nice as it gets. That's cool. So how does it usually work on a new construction job? You just move in a big hoe and big you know, hoe first. Right away gets cut ahead of you guys. You don't do the right away cutting, right? Well, um, yes. As of um, we'll shoot a couple weeks ago, we actually just got a. Oh uh, yeah, we got a brand new thirty-seven forty link belt um, with a quadco that's that fixed filling head right yes yes it's the first one that they've put together and uh i did want to talk about that so it's perfect that you mentioned it (laughs) yeah so that's a bar saw yeah okay yeah i think it's uh i think at first it was a 42 inch bar and then they downsized it to a 36 i think or maybe even a 32 because um because uh we were we were running it, we're running it for like a half a day and they went through like three bars because when it came back in, when you were handling the log, the bar didn't, didn't retract all the way. So it would hang out and they ended up bending a few bars. So they ended up bringing a smaller bar out and it worked like night and day better. It hit itself. Yeah. I mean, you have to double cut some of the bigger trees, but I mean, shit, even with a buncher, you gotta do that. Well, yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, um, I, unfortunately I am the, uh, I'm the wrong guy to talk about that. Cause I haven't even <laughs> seen that thing yet. Okay. Um, but, uh, I've seen some videos of it and, uh, the guy that runs it for us used to run buncher for like three years. Okay. So he's, he's pretty used to that kind of stuff, but, um, he, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a badass setup. Um, so, but you know, granted it is a flat bottom. You're not going to be able to cut all yeah. the gnarly new construction and stuff, but the amount of time that we have, you know, downtime that we have waiting on cutters for these jobs. Yeah. It's like, dude, it makes sense to have your own. I mean, whether you, whether you go the route we did or whether you just go buy an old tiger cat, just something, it's not even that's something necessarily that you run every day, just right. something to have to cut these right away. Get the wood on the ground so a guy can work. Yeah. But we also did get it. Yeah, it's outfitted with all quick change shit and we yeah. have a bucket and a thumb on it too. So you can send that machine. Exactly. Cut your right away, get it all decked. Yep and pioneer the road yep that's cool it's supposed to be i haven't they just swapped it for the first time because they they 
they brought it out as a road builder and we built road with it for a few weeks. Okay. And then they brought the head out, hooked the head up and then cut for a few weeks. Okay. And then they just recently went down, triad went down to go kind of give them the rundown on taking the head off and putting the buckets and shit on. Right. Um, I think the plan is we're probably not going to do a ton of swapping back and forth, especially like around this time of year. I think uh, once we get it dialed in and, you know, work all the bugs out of it, I think it's going to be one of those things where we... Sorry, the dog's whining. Well, dude's getting bored. He is getting bored. <laughs> um, uh, the, so the 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 plan, more or less, is to uh, you know have that head on through like the fall, winter, and beginning of spring. Okay, and get all of our rightaways that we can get cut with that thing cut. Oh and yeah, then, just set you up for a dude, and then just swap it. Yeah, and then just swap it and go to town all summer long. That's cool. But it'll be nice to have another because we just recently uh, we recently downsized from three road builders to two, and then we got rid of the one that we had because we uh, we downsized a couple of guys. Um, but we, we also in getting rid of those road builders, we got a couple of street style excavators for doing okay. culverts and stuff. Yep. Cause a lot of our work the last couple of years has been geared more towards doing bridges and doing big culverts and stuff like that. And the, the, uh, <laughs> Amazon delivery. Yeah. Probably. UPS just rolled in. Yeah. Um, uh, he's so distracting. I'm gonna go put him <laughs> in the truck real quick. All right. We'll pause it. Hey guys. Have you heard about the new Rebel T22 processing head released in December of 2022? It's built by this podcast episode sponsor, Axis Forestry. The T22 is designed specifically with a North American logger in mind. It's built tough. It'll cut up to 23-inch wood, and it can be ordered in a variety of feed torque options. For just a $1,000 deposit, you can get your name on one right now in the production queue. Call Axis at 778-471-2947 to order. Dialed in again. Yes, we're back. <laughs> I had to pee anyways. Yeah, and the uh, UPS guy brought me a monopod. Oh, yeah. The thing's pretty sick. Yeah, uh, carbon fiber. Yeah, just held Jason's new lens on his camera, and I felt like I should be doing <laughs> curls with it. Just wait, dude. We'll get your portrait <laughs> for the episode art with it. It'll be fire. I'll send it to you. Hell, yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, about that cutting head, I think we were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plan is to just kind of rip through as much as we can through the through the rainy months right. and just get a bunch of wood on the ground. And and um, as long as it's not sitting for too long, just get it, get everything cut. It's just going to be nice for the recon because we, we, like, recon a lot of roads, too, which is just, you know, rehabbing the old roads and, yeah. you know, pulling the shoulder stumps and re-ditching everything and putting new culverts in if we need to. And okay. we do a ton of that, so, like, and even on even on jobs, even just daylighting jobs, like jobs that aren't necessarily a new road construction, but mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, just need to free up some space. Or a lot of times we'll go and put like um, those bigger culverts in or like bridges and stuff, and they'll just be trees all around. And we can just, we can utilize that mach machine. If you happen to go by the job that, you know, say you're going to be doing the next summer, you can go through there oh, and just right. zip all those trees. That way you don't have to deal with them when you get there. That's smart. So we're going to try to do that, but... Uh, uh, Blaine Fritzy, who's running that cutting machine, um, like I said, he's got a lot of hours in a buncher, so he might go do some cool shit with it and yeah. be able to cut some nasty stuff with it. But we'll see. We, uh, w like I said, we downsized from, or we didn't necessarily downsize. We sold one, we had two 4640s and we got rid of one to justify right. buying that machine. I keep hitting your table. It's all good. It's loud on the microphone. Um, yeah, it's solid steel though. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So, um, that was our plan with that. And, um, you know, we're my dad more than me nervous about getting rid of a big machine like that because it can, you know, get a lot of work done with that thing. But, you know, new machines are expensive. Cutting heads are insanely expensive. It's like, you got, we kind of had to pick one, you know, do we want to keep struggling with this cutting? Cause you know, it's getting to the point now where a lot of, a lot of these, a lot of these logging outfits with the bunchers, they're, they're too busy doing their own stuff. Oh yeah. They're slammed. Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're not getting paid over the moon to go cut a right away and, you know, BFE. Yeah. So it's like a lot of these guys are just busy anyways. Yep. So it makes sense to have your own. And, um, you know, we've talked about it for years, but just never really pulled the trigger on it. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I'm, I'm glad that we did. It's going to kind of open up some stuff for us. Well, and I think too, <clears throat> I don't know what it's like where you guys are at, but if it's anything like out here, a lot of these guys that keep growing their businesses, they end up becoming where they are for the most part self-sufficient. Yeah. Right. So like the contract loggers will have their own bunchers, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. they'll go in and lo- the only thing a lot of these guys don't do is trucking. Yeah. But like if you're working for the big timber companies around, they have their own dispatch and you usually yeah. don't have to worry too much about that. Yeah. But, and I would imagine that would probably help you guys grow too, you know, having a little bit more, not waiting on someone else to come cut for you or. Yeah. And I mean, it, it opens up more stuff too. Like say someone, say someone needs 10 acres of some relatively flat land cut. Right. You know, we can go in there and just buzz it all down. Yep. You know, we don't have, you know, process or anything like that, but you know, if push came to shove, you know, you could go have a guy limb a few trees and we could load it. I mean, it ain't outside the means to load a log truck or something like that so i mean there's stuff it just opens up more stuff and you know if if we you know if they want us to start cutting you know little clear cuts and shit then hell maybe maybe one of these days we'll buy a process right (laughs) you know just kind of you know go where the work takes you i guess that's true too you never know where it could go but i mean if it were me i'd i'd like to stay out of i love road building logging logging comes with a with you know especially hearing these guys on the show you know logging comes with a lot of extra stuff yeah and uh you know, those guys are awesome at what they do. And, um, but I like, uh, I like kicking back and pushing big blade fulls of dirt, listening to music. And well, dude, that's the cool part too. It's like the industry needs everyone. Yeah. It's just that it's a big, it's a big wheel. Yeah. You know, everyone's kind of a part of it and, uh, you know, take good pride in what we do and making a nice product that way these, you know, you know, cause you know, you end up with a, you, you get, you have a shitty logging row that's going to hold up the logging, you know? Yeah. A lot. You I was know? on a road yesterday that was kind of not cool. Yeah. A there's lot a lot of, of uh, <laughs> a lot of like inch and a half to three inch marbles on top. Dude, there's a lot of not good roads. There yeah. is uh, so many, so many. And, so, uh, you know, you got, you got to do a good job too. Cause you know, you got to have pride in, in the roads because, you know, a lot of times I don't think, you know, these loggers probably aren't, you know, they're not looking at all our smooth cut banks and being like, these look cool. You right, know, they, not. Yeah. they just want to get the wood out. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if, if them not noticing is probably a good thing because once they start noticing how messed up your roads are, it's not, you know, you know, word travels fast. It's not good. Yeah. But no, we try to go the extra mile just to make sure these guys have plenty of room. You know, everything's ditched good. You don't have water running down your road and you know, all the pipes where they're necessary, all the ditches and ditch outs where they're necessary. And I think it just, uh, it makes these guys' job a lot easier. Right. And, uh, yeah, it kind of, uh, it makes me feel better about what I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Emerald Valley Thinning. Based in Rennet, Oregon, but working year-round outside Vanita, they are currently taking applications for rigging hands, shovel operators, processor operators, and a low boy driver. 
EVT has steady year-round work, and they offer good pay and a couple of benefits. Call or text Travis at 541-760-6194 or call the office at 541-929-5035. For listeners of The Landing Podcast, they're offering a free drug test, a physical, and a free EVT hat when you hire on. If you want to hear more about Travis and Emerald Valley Thinning, check out episode nine of this podcast. So how much of that is in the like, engineered plan, like where the pipes and all that go? And how much of that is like you guys saying, oh, well, the way this all lays when you the pipe here? A lot of it, um, a lot of like the big stuff is very obvious. Like that, that, that one we just put in yeah. yesterday that With I posted. Badass. Yeah, thanks. That one was, uh, it's probably one of my deeper ones. I don't know. I didn't measure it, but it, that inlet had to have been. 40 50 feet down there that's wild and uh, yeah we had to pull the old one out too and those i mean i swear to god those old guys that put those culverts in however many years ago i swear they just roll a culvert into a draw just full of shit <laughs> and then they just start fill it up yeah fill it up <laughs> so you never know what you're gonna dig out of one of those but this one went smoothly thankfully but um it's it's you know pipes like that are just obvious you know like this one's gonna get replaced because it's old and it's deep and you know if this does get plugged it's gonna be a disaster oh, yeah but like a lot of the just the uh, water diversion stuff, like mm-hmm. the little culverts and stuff, like we do, uh, we we make those calls okay. for the most part. You know, they'll throw them in the maps every now and then, but sometimes they're not where they need to be at all. Right. And they need to be moved up, or you know, and it's no fault on them. They can't see how the road's going to be when they're flagging it out. Well, that's just it, right? When you're flagging a center line for somebody to cut right away, like it's pretty hard to tell. Like, oh, I'm going to need a pipe here. Or it is. Need a ditch here. It is. Yeah. Then sometimes you go off center line and sometimes it just makes sense to do it that way. But you know, other times they're, you know, they're pretty, they can be pretty spot on. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, but when, when they're not spot on, they like to give you shit about it. <laughs> why, why is the road over here? Well, cause it wasn't going to be where you had it. Right. That's but. funny. What? Like, so <clears throat> let's say that you've got a cut, you know, a uh, road in somewhere is it still where you can just take a cat and push all that dirt to wherever you need to push it? Or is a lot of times you got to inhaul it somewhere or uh, it just depends. Like if you have big through cuts and stuff, it all depends on where you can put the material. If okay. it, it, you're always like right when you get into a job, when you're stumping it in the, uh, in the excavator, you're looking for places that you can get rid of material okay. or at least yeah, it's, it's hard when you don't have a lot of cat time. I growing up, I ran excavator almost, you know strictly that's all i did right and my when my dad would come in or someone else would come push grade behind me they would give me these pointers you know like hey you should clear spots like this out that way Uh i have places to put this dirt because a lot of times you know you you either have not enough or you have way too much and you got to find a spot for it to go gotcha but like if you're doing a bunch of like big fills and stuff or like big draws big hoop de doop through the through the subgrade right you know you push as much as you can to make everything flat and use it for base yeah you you don't you don't want a bunch of humps and you know you'd rather just cut them all down and make it flat so these guys aren't having to grab deers going up and down and up and down right now but um yeah so a lot of it is where can i get rid of it or you know you have a big draw where you got to put a pipe in you know that you're going to be able to put a bunch of dirt in right there gotcha and then uh yeah sometimes you do have to inhaul like we did um we did a huge huge um inhauling project uh last summer and um 
it was steep as hell. The cut banks ended up being like 60 something feet tall. Holy shit. We had to like bench down three different times yeah. just to get the bank in, right. just to get, and then all that material had to be hauled out because on the other end, it was you know, oh, that yeah. steep. So all of it had to, I forget the amount of yards that came out of there, it was but a it, buttload. It, it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> I'll show you pictures. It was a, it was a huge dirt move and actually, um, shout out one of our new operators, Jake, he, uh, he was pretty new at the time. He came from a he he came from a construction background and didn't have a lot of experience operating, and uh, he kind of got thrown to the wolves on that job. And he did all the hoe work for it okay. and um, did a freaking insane job. I mean, it's it's the hardest road. My dad said it's probably the hardest road that he's ever had to build since he's been in business. Whoa. It, it was wild. I mean, we had guys coming out to uh, take drone footage of it, and cool. um, everyone was always coming out to calculate the grade on it just because it was such a nasty, nasty grade. Yeah. And the funniest part about it, too, is we were there a few years before building the road to the top side of the unit, um, and then they decommissioned it afterwards, and and it had grown up a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to punch that old road back in that led right into there because you could see it from the highway. Oh, they yeah. wanted to get around the back side of the knob, which didn't make any sense because one, it was dude, it was so far from the highway. You needed a spotting scope <laughs> right. to be able to see it. And, um, they didn't care, dude. I mean, it was, ex- it was an expensive job. Oh, I mean, I it, was, it was a, it was a, it was an excavator and a haul truck and a cat for like three months. Whoa. off and on a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. had to move out of there a couple times because of bad weather. And right. that, it was just a job where you did not want to be. It had to be good weather, weather or, yeah. or not. And it was a warehouser job too. And, you know, they preach safety. And, and uh, one of the days, you know, we were kind of trying to work around the weather. You know, if it rained, we'd let it sit for a day and then come back the following day. Yeah. And it got so bad one time. I, I went down there a couple times just here and there to um, jump in the excavator. You know, if, if uh, someone else had, you know, something else going on or whatever i didn't have anything going on i go out there to help and one of the days i was out there i was uh i was running the cat and um we had a you know a guy in the haul truck with not a ton of experience um you know that's kind of where you start you know start haul trucking and and uh, running front end loader and stuff like that and and uh it's just not it wasn't a it wasn't a job for people like that yeah that's not a job for like a beginner no and uh it got it got so bad that day that we were having to push the haul truck out of there. Right. And then just having back up real slow, empty and kind of hug the ditch line where the cut was just to stay on the road. Right. And dude, one of the times dude, he hit a greasy spot and was starting to fade Ooh. towards the out, you know, the, the out, out. Yeah. The edge. And, um, basically just had to catch him with the excavator yeah. bucket and hold him there. And then we had to go get the cat and get a bunch of rigging and yeah, pull and push. And up. dude, we just called it after yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up having a little meeting with warehouser and saying, like, I took a few photos when I was there. I was like, this is what was going on. And this is why we're moving out of here. Like, yeah. like you're not paying us to sit here and we're not going to work right. in this condition. No, it's I not worth getting somebody hurt. No, dude. And it, the draw was insane. I mean, thousands of yards to yeah. the bottom. And yeah. uh, I mean, you guys have steep country up here. You guys know all about that, but uh, yeah, it was sketchy and um, it was a, it was a big job and it was a hundred percent in haul. Every single, every single bit of brush and every, I mean, every stump, every, everything was completely hauled out. Granted, it was only like 1100 or 1200 feet, which it's still, I mean, you, you multiply that by a 60 foot cut bank and a full cut to make a 14 foot wide road. Right. That's so much material, like a, you know, thousand plus loads in a haul truck. Yeah. The dump site was the size of a football field. Whoa. And we had to blade it out every single day. So it ended up just being a big you know, almost flat spot yeah. full of nasty shit. Yeah. Nasty, <laughs> nasty shit. 
nasty shit. <laughs> Go dump the nasty shit on this side and dump the okay stuff on this side. Right. That way, you know, you can back up onto it right. and get rid of more. But yeah, that was a really nasty one. And, um, that was a, that was a good, uh, that was a good example of, uh, of a road that's, that needs a hundred percent in hold. Right. So you, you talked about, you know, having a newer guy in the haul truck. Yeah. How's that work with you guys? If someone wanted to come work with you, um, no experience, like you were saying, does it help having construction background or does it help like having a logging background, you know, for what you guys are doing, I would, I'm sure both would probably help maybe equally as much. Yeah, for sure. Um, logging for sure. They, you know, they know, dude, half the battle of a job in the woods is just knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, knowing yeah. the roads and, um, and, uh, yeah, that's half the battle. So if you're coming, you know, if, if we hire X logger or X log truck driver to drive dump truck or whatever it may be, um, that's a huge plus because yeah. you, you know where to go. Right. Um, the construction's good because they're typically good with their hands and right. they have, uh, you know, they just have good common sense. They know how they know how things are supposed to yeah. lay. And well, they, those guys kind of understand like grade and all that stuff. Yeah, too. that's how our, our our one of our newer. He's not so new anymore. He's been with us a couple of years now. But Jake, who I mentioned earlier, he uh, he came from the construction background and he's just got a really good eye for grade right. and he's got a really good idea of like water diversion and where it needs to go. And, um, he kind of just like hit the ground running. We had him in the haul truck for, I don't know, maybe a couple of months, oh, and wow. to, you know, told him to get a CDL and we ended up getting him his, his CDL back before you had to go to school for right. it. And, um, so he, you know, he's a, he's a real weapon for us. Um, he runs excavator most of the time. He runs that, uh, that newer, uh, zero turn three fifty five okay. belt that we've that got. Thing's sick too. It's so awesome. I just dug my first pipe in with it a couple days ago because that's you know why we got it so it could sit down on a bench and yeah. kind of be compact but still have enough reach and power and be grading with its butt yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly keep the counterweights clean yeah. but um no he came from a construction background and and uh he does he does really 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 good work um it's kind of crazy to see how far he's come in just a couple of years but um we actually it's funny you bring that up we just hired a, a brand new kid who um we all went to school with he's okay a, he's a family friend but uh he came from home depot okay he doesn't have that's any a much different background yeah yep. i mean forklift that's the only thing he knew okay and uh you know which is better than nothing. still nothing yeah. yeah it's better than nothing um but uh that's uh that's a complete different animal you're teaching a guy that's never sat in a dump truck he's never pulled a joystick he's right. you know and uh and i think that that's as far as I can remember, since I've been out there, that uh, we've done that before. Right. Um, we just uh, he got to a point. Um, like I said, he's a family friend, so he's over at my parents all the time, and he went to school with all my brothers okay. and stuff. And and um, we just uh, just said, hey, you know, you want to come work for you know we don't we don't know exactly how busy you're going to be at the moment right. um, until you learn some stuff, but. Um, you know, we can train you in the haul truck. We can get you in a front lit, front end loader if it makes sense to, you know, have a guy in it right. and uh, loading the trucks. And, um, you know, you can be a ground guy in the summertime when we do bridges. And So you do still have like ground guy stuff in the summertime? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's just, it's just, it's minimal, you know, yeah. it's, it's summertime work. But, um, but typically we can keep a guy busy most days of the week, um, all year round just for hauling culverts since right. we have so many road jobs going Rest on about type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's hauling culverts or, you know, going to, uh, 
he's got a big uh he's got a 55 gallon drum of death too that he runs around and tops people's machines off and stuff like that and just just that is you know learning the ropes of where these roads are where to go um which you know which machines takes death which ones don't you know just kind of learning i mean it sounds dumb to say but like from a guy that you know, comes from Home Depot or comes fr- fresh out of high school who's never yeah. done anything like that. Like, it's all those little steps that uh, that will, you know, pay dividends in the end. Well, dude, here's one thing that I was talking to somebody the other day that I never thought about because <clears throat> I grew up running around the woods, right? Yeah. That's the you. Yeah. Uh, just learning the rules of the road. Yeah. Right? Like, you need to have a CB. You mm-hmm. need to be on the right channel. Oh. You need to call out the mile markers, right? But, like, loaded trucks always have right away. And I always try and give right away to empty trucks when I'm, cause I'm just up there doing my thing. Right. But it's totally, I never even thought about it like that until, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago. That's totally foreign to someone who's never been up in the woods. Like, why do I need to stop for that guy? I'm our, I'm going up the hill. Mm -hmm. Well, that guy's hauling a yarder. Like get out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can't just stop that on a dime. Like you can't pick up. No, find a spur and go park at the end of it. That guy needs a lot of Get 20 feet off the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, um, that kind of blew my mind the other day. I was thinking about it and I'm like, shit, dude, I just kind of take all that for granted. Yeah. And then I do a lot of my photography on warehouser where like, okay, you go up the main line, you hit the thousand and then you, you know, hit the 1025 and we're out there a mile. It's super easy because yeah. all the roads are marked and it's like a logical order. Yeah. Right. Like hit the thousand and the 1025 is off the thousand. Even if they told you, Oh, we're on the 1025, you know, to hit the thousand line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you go up on Forest Service or BLM and the roads are numbered totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a lot to learn just to get to the job site. Yeah. I've noticed that too um, up here. Um, I did a little bit of work two summers ago doing a lot of that fire rehab stuff up in Malala country. up uh, Copper Creek, is it? Okay, maybe. Um, Yeah, way up, way the hell up there. We were doing some work for... um, Oh, this small timber company that owned a little bit up there, but we were also doing some for ORM. Okay. And, um, I did notice like a lot, a lot of your guys's roads are like that. Like you have the, the thousand or the 3000 and then you have your numbered spurs going off of that. So you kind of know where you're at. It's pretty simple. Usually it it really is. Um, down where I'm at, I mean, we have some roads that are like that, but a lot of times, uh, it's even more confusing down where we're at because we have names for all these main lines and then all these side spurs are separate separate names like oh, entirely really? you don't Weird. you know sometimes you have you know you have the humbug 12 or right. you, you know off of the humbug main line you yeah. have the 12 you have the 14 but a lot of times you know you'll be on the loose and clark main line you'll be going up that and then you go okay well once you get up to once you get up to Rock Creek, hang a left. Right. And it's like, you know, the average person's not going to know yeah. where the hell that's That's a lot at. how it is in Douglas County. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, some of them, they, they've done better at, uh, in recent years of like labeling everything. Right. But I mean, when I was growing up, I don't remember any road signs. It was always like turn left at that big tree <laughs> yeah. or second clear cut, you bang a riot or whatever. Right. And it's, yeah. So now it's a little bit easier, but, um, yeah, we don't have a lot of that like strategic numbering, which helps out a ton. Dude. It's so nice. Yeah. Like <clears throat> just yesterday I went up and, you know, I called Jeremy and he's like, Oh yeah, you just go up the main line, hit this road and hit the next one. And you're like, Oh, that's easy. Cause I, you know, 
you take off the 500 line ties between a couple main lines or whatever but then once you get on that everything's numbered numerically and then you yeah. hit the spur and everything's numbered numerically off of that starting with the first two numbers of that spur road so it's like it's really simple yeah and i really like that too like for a safety standpoint oh yeah you know if you got to direct a an ambulance in there that's a lot easier to to get everybody in where you need to go than way easier you know what i mean yeah i don't know i i just appreciate it when roads are labeled good you know oh, it, it helps so much because like i'm not up in the same spot all the time like i maybe i'll do two days in a row somewhere but that's few and far between but like i'll be on three different tree farms a week sometimes or whatever and you're just like oh yeah this is numbered like this and you get up there and you're like oh no this one's not you know or you're up on some different private ground and there's just yep set your odometer at the gate and you go 3.4 miles in the next left you know yeah so it's, that's how a lot of those avenza uh directions are yep it's you know take a take a left off this county road go down this main line 3.4 miles and yes. then hang a right and Dude, I, I know where I'm going for the most part when I get those maps. And if I try to read those directions, dude, I'd get, I'd get lost. It's like, I don't, this isn't how right, I do you it. just know, like, yeah. oh, you go up past the waterfall and it's the next left. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And you're trying to, you know, travel south down Columbia River Main Line. You know, right. it's like, it's not how I typically think of it. I just, <laughs> oh, the job's up here. Oh, it's up the Barnhart. Yeah, I know where that's at. Right. Just stuff like that. But, but back to like hiring the new guy. Yeah. Um, did he so just a family friend right like do you guys ever get any interest off like social media people you know poking and saying hey you need hands or yeah every now and then it's just kind of tough because um you know we're uh we've ran like i'd say within like with the la since i've been working we've stayed at like between 10 and 12 guys you gotcha. know and um it's just tough because a lot of these guys, it's a lot easier to hire a guy with a ton of experience or a driver that's dr driven a lot. Right. Um, it's just, it's hard with, I get a ton of kids, like high school kids that are like, hey, is there anything I can do like right. on the weekends? Or is there, um, you know, can I, are you guys hiring? And it's like, you know, it's kids that don't have experience. Right. And it's just tough because you want, it's a gamble. You know, you got to make sure if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, put your, put your card in this guy's hands to go and do, you know, to work his way up through the ranks to, uh, you know, be a good employee. It's a big gamble. So it's like, you know, is this kid, does this kid actually want to do it? Yeah. Is it worth training him or is he just going to be like, Oh, well, this you know, sucks. This cause sucks. It's wet outside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm outside and, or, you know, what, what have you, but, um, it's just hard too because like i said we don't have a ton of labor groundwork yeah. so right. it's like if we do hire someone he's like our, our the the kid now that came from home depot he's like hauling a lot of our culverts so okay. he's starting to learn the roads and he's starting to you know drive around and um deliver culverts and deliver hay you know for, yeah, for big dig outs yeah, yeah mulching everything and and um but you know that's that's work for one person yep sometimes too yep. so it's like yeah i mean yeah if, if I have a lot of, I have an 18 year old brother who just graduated, who just drove haul truck on that last job I was on and for the very first time. And, um, he'll have friends out sometimes, you know, on a weekend when they got to mulch a bunch of stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, he'll haul his friends out and, and they'll help him out and stuff like that. But, um, 
it's hard when you know when someone wants a full-time gig that yeah. doesn't have any experience you guys really aren't that big of an outfit no yet. no yeah. exactly and like we don't even have a lot of shop work either i mean we have a shop and we have tools and shit there to do the stuff that we need to do but yep. it's like we don't have a shop guy we don't have a full-time mechanic right um and like predominantly it seems like for you guys if a machine is down like that operator could probably fix it too yeah no a lot yeah. we do a lot of that stuff uh, a lot of our um we we try to do a lot of our own servicing um you know sometimes all of our newer stuff is you know on the on the service contract or the warranty or whatever so we get a lot of that work done from you know guys like triad and yeah stuff like that but um you know we run relatively new stuff and um and uh, when we're lucky we don't get too many breakdowns and stuff and normally if it's if it's something broke down it's you know it's something that's beyond our knowledge it's something with the dev system or something like that something you need to hook up a laptop to figure out yeah but like you know brakes on dump trucks and stuff and all of our dump all of our truck servicing low boy servicing and stuff and welding and all that stuff we kind of do more or less in-house yeah and uh you know the guys take care of their trucks and and um uh, Jake, who I mentioned earlier, he uh, he he used to uh, do some diesel mechanic wrenching too. Okay. So he's pretty well versed in doing this. You know, doing the yeah the, preventative maintenance. Yeah, stuff preventative pretty, maintenance right. stuff is a breeze for him. So that's super nice when the trucks need brakes and the guys are busier. You know, the you know some old drivers not wanting to do right. all of his brakes makes sense to have. It's understandable. Know, yeah, have the young guy go in yeah. do, do some brakes. Right. And, you know, he does brakes on our pickups and and. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's a good man for that. He he takes care of a lot of that stuff for us. Gotcha. No, that makes sense, dude, because, like, there's a certain point at how big an outfit is that that makes the most sense, right? Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to ask, too, like, the thought process between having all your equipment paid off and then, you know, potentially having some large repair bills, running older gear. Mm-hmm. Like, what? you may not have had a whole lot of say into that decision, but like for your guys' business, has it worked out pretty good having machine payments versus having like the older gear, you know, running a pretty top notch fleet. Yeah. From what I've seen. So that's a big business decision. Oh uh, so yeah. You think it's been worth it so far? I think it has. Um, we haven't experienced many big breakdowns. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, a day here and there, your guy's going to get screwed and is going to have yeah. a sensor go out or something, something stupid. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, we've had some, we've had some bigger repairs on trucking stuff just because i mean trucks you seems like you work on them every day yeah or every other day especially running them up in the brush every day oh, it's hard yeah. on them it's so hard on them but um no we we typically keep keep a new enough um fleet of our road building iron that we we don't typically have a lot of um a lot of those big breakdowns um i will say though i'm not i'm not super keyed in on a lot of the financial yeah. stuff that my dad takes care of right um and uh that is his his bookkeeper helps take care of and stuff um they do a lot of that financing stuff and figure out you know you know should should they uh you know should they put this much down on this machine i mean i i know i know where the money's going i know how it's moving around um but i think that uh i mean it's if it if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean my dad's been doing that for quite some time now and we definitely have we've had older stuff in the fleet like we still do we have older stuff like our haul trucks getting up there in hours and you know we have some little machines that have you know racked up a a few hours but the main thing is like with machines nowadays it seems like they're so finicky that like they hit a certain amount of hours and it's like we should probably get rid of this while it's still got some value and get something new because, you know, if you tie up all your money into one machine and pay it off, right. and then it, you know, it has 
you know, dude, it's it, like they get little gremlins in them or something. Yeah. yeah. It hits a certain amount of hours. And, and, uh, my dad has a certain amount of hours. He likes to trade his stuff in at, and it seems to work good for him. And, um, we run a, you know, we run a, a pretty new fleet and, uh, and it, it, I think it pays off for us. We're able to knock through jobs pretty quick and yeah. not have any breakdowns. Not, not a lot of downtime. Not much downtime. No. Cause that's part of the problem too, is some of these breakdowns, you know, maybe it's two grand to fix something, but like, if you're down for three days, it's costing you a lot more than two grand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Downtime's so huge. Yeah. Downtime is huge. Yeah. You know, guy shows up late or, you know, one, you know, one guy's a no, no show or, you know, so someone had something come up and, you know, I was telling, I was telling my little brother, Clay, I'll throw him under the bus here real quick. He won't mind. <laughs> uh, he, like I said, he's just graduated a few weeks ago and, uh, he, uh, he slept in the other morning and I got on his ass. I, I told him, I told him, dude, you're the haul truck guy. It might not seem like you're very important, but if you're not there, those two excavators ain't moving either. Right. I go, you have 600, 700, you know, however many uh, $100 an hour sitting there. Right. If you're not there, none of that shit's moving. Yeah. And, uh, and I go, I know it ain't your money and it ain't my money either, but I know how much right. money it takes to to make this ship to go because whether your machines are running or not, that payment ain't right. That payment ain't the payment never stops. It, it ain't stop the coming. guys sitting no. in the cab still has to get paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The guys that are sitting there waiting, they're all still getting paid. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's just, uh, I mean, we've all done that. It's, uh, it's, uh, just something that you gotta be aware of. Yeah. You know, no, I think there's, um, <clears throat> there's a lot to it anymore, you know, especially with, the. Uh, the workforce deal and, you know, nobody can find employees and stuff. And it's just a weird, complicated issue. Yeah. You know, where do you think that you guys will be like long-term next 10 years? You think you'll grow the business even bigger or kind of stay steady or. I don't know. A part of me wants to stay steady. Um, but then there, you know, there is a part of you that wants to, you know, get big and do a lot of work and make a lot of money. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, from like what I've seen and me not having a ton of skin in the game at the moment. Right. Um, I kind of like being small. I yeah. like having a, a crew where, you know, everyone real personally and you know what they're doing and you know, you know what their life's all about. Yeah. And, um, you kind of just, you know what you're getting. Um, it kind of scares me hiring a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people you don't know. And, uh, well, yeah, it's kind of terrifying, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, most of our guys get a company rig. Like we don't have big crew buses shuttling out everyone just cause we're so spread out. Right. So, I mean, we've, I mean, we got 12 employees, we got like 12 crummies. Right. So, I mean, you're hiring a guy on, you have no idea who they are. You're going to give them a company rig. Yeah. You're going to give them a fuel card. You're going to have them run a quarter million dollar piece of equipment. And just blindly trust they're going to take yeah, care of all of it. Exactly. Yeah. It. I mean, it terrifies me. I can't imagine how my how my old man feels. Right. Um. But yeah, I just think, uh, I think that you gotta if you if you are going to grow, I mean, you just got to do it do it the right way. Right. Um. I don't know. I would like to. Uh, <laughs> I would like to have a small group of guys that do really really freaking good work. Yeah and get things done fast and be the guy that people call when they need something done yep. and have it be a tight knit group of folks that really know what they're doing and take a lot of pride in what they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the best compliment you can get ever oh. is when someone says, you know, that, that Jay's Jay's son, he, he takes pride in what he does. His roads look nice. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I love, I love hearing that cause you know, boss's son can, 
can uh, have a, a couple of different meanings to certain people, you know? Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I try to, uh, I try to break that stigma, you know, well, as much as I can. One of the reasons I want to get you on too, right? Cause like when I was working for my dad, uh, it seemed like it didn't really, <clears throat> how do I put this? I had to work harder than everyone else. Yeah. Just to prove that like, I wasn't just there because I was my dad's son, 100%. you know what I mean? And I feel like you're kind of in that same boat. You're out there just killing it every day. But also I'm sure that there is that pressure on you too, that like, I can't get caught slacking out here by these guys or like, I'm just going to, they're not, it's not going to be any more respect left. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's uh there's a certain amount of pressure you get for sure. Being the, uh, the boss's kid, yeah. you know, um, you know, I drive around in a nice crummy and I run a, a nice road builder and, uh, you know, I, I don't just do that because of my name, you know, yeah. I, uh, I actually, uh, I mean, we've got guys now that were, you know, running an excavator on a road building site after their first year. Right. I worked for years before <laughs> I was ever running an excavator on my own job. Right. I mean, granted, my dad did have a lot of really good employees that were great operators that kind of, you know, I didn't have you know, they weren't going to stick my 16 year old ass in there. You weren't going to work them in an escalator? No, no. Yeah. Which makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, like I, uh, this, uh, this machine I'm running right now is my first machine I've had with my name on the door. You That's know, cool. I've, uh, I've always jumped around and, um, tried to learn everything and, and, uh, never really was married to one thing. Still not. I mean, I, I wear a lot of hats and, and, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, pressure, um, to, uh, to not have that negative connotation about you, about yeah. you being a, the boss's kid. And, it's a weird uh, line to walk. It is a weird line to walk. And, uh, um, I'd like to say that I've proved myself in recent years and, and, uh, you know, people that n know me and work around me know that I don't mess around. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sucking time. I'm, I'm not, you know, faking the funk. I'm doing it, getting my hands dirty and, and, uh, building a nice product. I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'd, I'd, you know, be kind of running my own stuff if I was just some slacker, you know, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't have your name on the door of a brand new road builder. No, no, probably not. But it, I mean, it is, it's, uh, it is like, like you said, you know, people have, you know, people think certain things about people that are in my position. It's oh like, yeah. There's definitely usually some like preconceived notions of like yeah. your work ethic or how you are. And yeah. 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 And I just, uh, I, I, I will always bust my ass to, uh, make sure that that's not something that yeah. someone describes me by. Right. No, that makes sense, man. I think, uh, my last real question for you is like, if somebody wants to get into the stuff that you're doing, what's your suggestion? Like, what do you always tell these kids messaging you on Facebook? Oh, well, unfortunately the kids messaging me on social media, you know, I just have to say, you know, look, there's not a whole lot going on with us right now. And when in reality, there's a ton going on, it's right. just, we don't have anything for you, but, um, I mean, uh, we're, we're taking a chance on a new kid who's never been, uh, never even been around any of this stuff before. And, uh, what I tell him is I tell him what my dad told me when I was fresh out of high school was just, uh, you know, 
watch everything. You can learn a lot by watching. I mean, yeah. I watched for years, like I said, before I even got into a machine. And um, once you have the controls down and you can do it somewhat efficiently, all that stuff that you have seen and watched over the years kind of starts coming together, right. um, which is super cool to see. But yeah, like I said, I tell, I tell our two newest guys, uh, one being my brother, I tell them, hey, look, you have to learn, you have to, you have to take in everything that you're around right now. Everything that this guy says, you know, you want to take, take the good, leave the bad. You want to, uh, you want to really just soak it all in, learn as much as you can, ask questions and be just be a help, you know, offer to help and uh, go the extra mile and do the things that, uh, do the things, um, that, you know, you should do even when people aren't watching. Yeah. So, Dude, I think that's a good place to end this because that's really good advice to anyone starting out in anything, really. Yeah, I mean, anything. It goes for any any profession. Dude, I really appreciate you swinging by. I know you're kind of in town, but kind of not. It's like, a, <laughs> you know, it's a half hour from Eugene out to here, so. Yeah, dude. Um, you have a beautiful place, and uh, uh, thanks for giving me the grand tour. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you. You bet.